You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday morning. Now, let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with Vincent Hiscox from the Over 40 Wellness Podcast. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about cardiovascular health in our 40s and beyond. Welcome back on the program. And thank you so much for joining us this morning, Vincent. Yeah, so happy to be with you, Noreen. And so happy to sort of share with the listeners uh, everything that we can share that will help them. Absolutely. And we are live this morning on Facebook as well. So I'd love for our listeners to be viewers. Uh, join us on Facebook. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. Now, off air, we were talking about the various podcasts that you've done on this very topic. So perhaps let's talk a little bit more about some of the common concerns that people in their 40s and beyond will have about cardiovascular illnesses. Yeah, maybe I just take a step backwards in terms of saying that cardiovascular uh, disease and heart attacks is the leading cause of mortality in Hong Kong and worldwide. So we're talking about something that's very serious and it affects everybody. The other thing which I think is kind of a little bit sobering is that, you know, once people are over the age of 40, 45, then it becomes, you know, quite a serious concern that they should be taken care of. So it it really is something which is a major concern. But the flip side of that is that there are lots of things we can do to actually uh, improve the possibility that we don't get a heart attack. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's such a, an uplifting sort of message to have also because we always say prevention is better than cure. And in this case, for cardiovascular diseases, a lot of it is preventable through our own actions. And if we take responsibility through our diet and through, you know, exercising, which I'm sure many of us should do more of, um, then we're putting ourselves on a better track for, for health. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. So, I mean... Um, I mean, you're a health coach. For, I'm a health coach, yeah. yeah. For, for many, many years. And yeah. I'm sure you've come across individuals where they are healthy, but, you know, we can all be healthier. Yeah. And I think that... You know, the, the, things, the things that you can do to sort of lower the risk, and that's what we'd like to do is to lower the risk. Uh, and I'll go to the very principal thing is start early, okay? Actually, cardiovascular disease starts in some people in their late teens. So this is not a problem where you say, oh, it's okay, I wait until I'm 45 or I wait until I'm 65 and then I'll be better. No, there are sort of mechanisms going on in the body, you know, from late teenage all the way through your life. And that's what it's a very sneaky disease. It's a sneaky disease because it kind of it's there in the background and it's building up and building up. And then suddenly one day something happens and that can be a critical thing. But the thing that happens on that day is not something that happened on that day. It's an accumulation of all the things that came before that. Absolutely. Like something like high blood pressure, uh, hypertension, you know, unfortunately, it is something that many Hong Kongers have. Um, I don't have any statistics, but it's true. You know, you you speak to somebody who is perhaps over 60 or 65. um, Some of them will be on medication for for the rest of their life. And unfortunately, it's something that once you go on those medication, it is much more difficult to reverse it and to stop it because you can do it through diet. But a lot of times stress also has an impact on your 
your blood pressure. But it really is, like you said, starting earlier. The earlier we start, the better it is for the better our chances are to prevent some of these uh, diseases. Yeah, and I agree with that 100%. The other thing I would say is go and see your doctor. Go and see your doctor. And I mean, personally, I go for a blood test every six months. I mean, okay, if you can't manage six months, go for a blood test every year. Go and see your GP. Get your GP to measure you. If he sees any signs which are sort of not going in the right direction, he can refer you to other people. But if you don't go, then things, as I said, can be happening over a long period of time and you don't know anything about it. So in terms of preventing it, so in terms of preventing cardiovascular disease, there's nothing magical. It's all very sort of very, let's say, straightforward things to do. Okay, the doing, as we said last time on the podcast, is always the very difficult thing. The knowing is okay, but the doing is hard. But adopt a healthy diet, uh, participate in regular exercise, maintain a healthy weight. And here's a big one now, don't smoke. Okay, or if you are smoking, stop, stop smoking. It, yes. Exactly. Limit the alcohol consumption. And usually that would be, you know, one glass of wine per day for a woman and two glasses of wine for a man. Manage your stress. So it's not just a physical, it's also a mental thing because the mental affects the heart. It affects when you're stressed, you know what happens. Your heart starts beating faster. So we all understand that. As I said, Go for regular checkups, which is fundamental. If you have, uh, if you're developing diseases like diabetes, manage it. So, if you've got high blood pressure, manage it. I'm not saying that, you know, I've got a quick fix for everything, or health coaches have got a quick fix for everything. Medicine has improved our sort of life expectancy. I looked at the figures this morning. In the 60s. The life expectancy was 60. The life expectancy in Hong Kong today is 85. So you can see that there have been advances in the medical profession and take advantage of them. Go and see your doctor. And then um, the other thing that I would say finally on the end of that is then we can start to talk you know, later about things that you can do yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to pick up on one thing that you mentioned just now is diet. You know, you are what you eat. And a lot of the times here in Hong Kong, we have a, I think globally speaking, we have this sort of fast food culture. Even the lunch sets that I look at when people go for lunches is, um, say, for example, a very standard one is rice or, or spaghetti. And then you've got a big slab of meat uh, piled with sauces and very little veggies. Um and that's a sort of standard. Of course, people can pack their own lunch, but that's a sort of fast food lunch that we we commonly see here in Hong Kong and the and the lunch boxes. That's that's kind of unhealthy. Sure, um, most of the clients that come to me come to me because they want to lose weight, and most of the clients that come to me that want to lose weight, they have to change their diet. And yeah, this is something which you know which I understand very well. And I think this is a real case of we all know what we should be doing, but it's really hard to do it. And it's that, you know, that's my service. I'm not a doctor. I'm somebody that helps people to do the things that they find hard. I help them to sort of make habits out of things that they should be doing. 
how do you go about motivating them then? Like you said, it's difficult because they know what they're supposed to do. Um, how do you how do you make them do? It? How do you help them do it? Yeah, it, I mean, I've read so many books on this, and the conclusion I've come to, and it's 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 in all of the books, is start with something that's easy. Start with something that's so easy. In fact, I say to my clients, what can you do where you've got 90 to 95% chance of succeeding? And if they come back the next week and they said, oh, I didn't manage it, I said, okay, now we're going to make it even easier. So the principle is start with something that's very easy. Then you don't have to improve that over, over, a, you know, over a period. Just keep, just keep doing that. Build that as a habit. And we all know that habits, they're not things that we can sort of do straight away. You know, I mean, estimations between 30, 45, even 60 days. But if you're doing something that's easy, then you're going to be more likely to do it. And when you're more likely to do it, you're more like it's your brain. Your brain gets into a groove. And when your brain gets into a groove, it says, ah, okay, now I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just sort of clicks and yeah. it's about that habit forming um, also. What are some What are some superfood? I mean, if you were paying attention to your heart health, what's something that you often incorporate in, in your own diet and in, in, in your own experience? What do you tell your clients? Vincent? Yeah, uh, and that's a great question. I think that... Um, in the podcast, I actually put a reference to my newsletter. And in my newsletter, I've done a kind of a mind map on the kind of foods that you should be eating. So uh, the, I'll, there's a pointer to that in every podcast. So go and take a look at it. But really, I think the um, quite simply, putting it quite simply, it's moving away from processed foods, moving away from foods that are high in sugar, moving away from you know, things which are very high in saturated fats. It's all of these things, and I'm sure all the listeners know this. I mean, it's not that message is not a new message. But when you start doing that, so you're moving to more fruits and vegetables, you're moving towards more, more chicken, more oily fish, you know, more nuts, more beans, you know, those kind of things. You just move, you know, move your diet in that direction. And again, I will come back to what we mentioned earlier. Don't think that you can sort of go from, you know, zero to one in one day. Just add in something today that's a little bit healthier. I'm not saying you can just forget all the foods that you've been used to, all the foods that you like, all the foods that you've grown up with. But just add into that something which is a bit heart healthy and then change the proportion of things that are heart healthy over a time. As I said earlier, heart disease can start in your teens. So if it's taking you one year, if it's taking you two years, if it's taking you five years to change the way that you're eating, you're still going to get the benefit from it. Exactly. And it's about moving away from the comfort food as well. I mean, I love sugary stuff. And, and rather than always reaching for the cookies or the sugary stuff, you know, recently, well, for, for a few years now, we get a bag of almonds or, you know, some walnuts. And this way you're reaching for healthier food um, rather than just automatically grabbing crisps or, or whatever, just when you're, you know, watching the telly or something. You mentioned something earlier, and that is 
movement, you know, moving around. Um, we often joke that here in Hong Kong, people are chained to their desks. And, and I think globally, sitting is a bit of a, an, an endemic as well. People sort of sit at their desk. We spend too much time sitting around and we're not moving around. What's your observation on this? When you see your client, clients, are they telling you the same thing? I think it's, you know, just look at look at life in Hong Kong. I mean, people have got cars, people have got the MTR, people have got taxis to get around. Uh, we do we do some walking in the MTR, but predominantly some walking, like from yeah. the exit from the train, which is like two minutes. Yes, yeah. Predominantly, it's 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 assisted movement. So you're not actually using your own muscles to do that movement. You're sort of using the MTR. You're using a taxi. I like that. Using a car. Movement. Yeah, yeah assisted <laughs> muscles. <laughs> so. And on on this part of the sort of, you know, what you need to do to be heart healthy, the exercise part, there's no magic, okay? Uh, there's no magic. There's no magic bullet where you say, do this one, and then everything is fixed. You just need to do some of it. It comes back to this. I keep talking about the same story. Start with something small and build on it. So, for example, that could be some cardio exercise. And cardio exercise could be something that you enjoy doing. It could be going to the gym, but it doesn't have to be going to the gym. It could be going for a hike. It could even be, you know, getting off the MTR one stop earlier and walking. It could be... If Taking you the, the stairs instead of the escalators. Exactly, that the was the, the other yeah. example I was going to use. Yeah. So it could be as simple as that. So just... You know, your heart is healthier when you use it. So yeah. exercise your heart. I mean, you know, if you want to go to an extreme, you can even go for things like interval training. But I would say that, you know, to start off with, just simple cardio is enough. Then the other thing I would say, and this is something which has come to me sort of late in life, the importance of strength training. So... We talked about life life expectancy in Hong Kong now being 85. But if you get to the age, let's say you get to the age of 70 or even 75 and you just can't do anything, you know, you, you have maybe you even have to sit in a wheelchair and get pushed around, then your health span, the time that you're healthy, is greatly reduced. So if you don't concentrate on maintaining your muscle, maintaining your muscle mass to enable you to be independent, then what does that mean? If you can do it, it means that your quality of life is going to be higher. So you, you have something which is called health span. So it's the amount of time that you're alive when you're healthy. So we want to improve our health span and doing strength exercises is a very good way to do this. That's right, especially for women as well, where osteoporosis it can be a, a you know can be a massive problem. By increasing your muscle mass, it will help with your bone density. So I mean, it applies for, for men and women, but especially for women, where osteoporosis affect more women um, than men. But you're absolutely right, Vincent. That w 
you know, by training our muscles and, and that, you know, just different groups of our muscles as well, the core, you know, our arms and everything to maintain that independence. Because say something as simple as when you're traveling or something, when you're traveling in your 70s or perhaps even in your 80s, you still need the strength to move the suitcases, for example. So, you yes, you can ask somebody from the airline to, to help you. And yeah, perhaps, you know, maybe some people should if you don't want to hurt yourself. But it's also good to maintain that level of independence. Exactly. That was the yeah. word that I was going to say, independence. Yeah. And, you know, for, for us as human beings, that's super important. If we have to be sat at home and we have to wait for somebody else to come to the house before we can do anything, I mean, how, what that's, would that feel like? I mean, it would feel so sort of disempowering. Yeah. Exactly. And so frustrating. And, yeah. and you see that, with, you know, with, with the elderly, that's why they get, so, I mean, my, my grandma, for example, always so independent. And when, you know, she when she broke her hip, then suddenly it was really frustrating because she was still able to, she was still so mentally capable, but just to move around just took her that much longer. So it was like a young person being trapped in a, in a you know, as cliche as it sounds, as a, as a much elderly person's body. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you brought up a really interesting point there because we don't actually sort of practice balancing. And, you know, as an older person, as you say, as an older person, you can fall over. And there are many circumstances where you can fall over. And maybe you can't be certain that you're not going to fall over. But what you can do is you can practice balancing. Mm -hmm. And this is, a, again, it's an exercise, very simple exercise. That, And when you do your balancing, you're then going to be building the muscles that keep you balanced. Which means that when you step up, step off a curb, for example, and you're out of balance, you've got the muscles to pull you back and to stop you from falling over. So, yeah, that's very important. Yeah. yeah. Well, Vincent, we've only got only about three minutes left. We talked a lot about the do's. Let's quickly touch on the things that can actually, um, that people are doing that are actually uh, causing the problem. So we mentioned smoking and, and drinking. What about sleep? Um, how does, uh, you know, how does sleep play a role uh, in cardiovascular diseases? I mean, sleep is fundamental for your health. And it plays a role also in cardiovascular. So if you if you are not sleeping enough time, then what that will do, your body is sort of in in the nighttime. It's kind of relaxing and it's rejuvenating for the next day. So if you're not doing that rejuvenation during the night, when you come to the next day, you're going to put stress on again, and the stress then stress. can have an adverse effect. You know, and it has an adverse effect. You know, on your heart. So that you know, and. Not, even to the point of view that, you know, sleep is affecting your mental, but your mental affects your heart. I mean, we're, we've got bodies that are super connected. You pull, you know, you pull a lever in one place on your body and that does something in another part of your body. So you need really, I would say it would be preferable to pay lower attention to everything than higher attention to one thing. So it's better to sort of be average at all of the things than it is to be super good at one of those things. Let's say you are super good at doing strength, but you forget everything else. And at the end, it's going to catch up with you. But it's much better, I would say it's much better to be average or a little bit above average, above average, of course, and in a lot of things rather than good in 
limited number of things. Yeah, well, yeah. this is definitely a topic we have to revisit. I'm sure there's a lot that we haven't even touched on. But of course, you've done several podcasts on, on this topic. Remind our listeners once again, Vincent, how can we find out more about you and your work? Um, have, are you on social media? And how can we tune into your podcast? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook at Vincent Hiscox. And I'm on Instagram as Vincent Hiscox. And, and really, the, the portal is the podcast. And the podcast is called Over 40 Wellness Podcast. And the 40 is F-O-R-T-Y. Excellent. Well, I look forward to having you back on next time. Uh, very timely topics. It made me think of, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, how people enjoy a lot of good food and that can play a part to our cardiovascular uh, health as well. So definitely a topic to revisit uh, again uh, next time. Thank you so much for your time, Vincent. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really, you know, it's really an honor to be able to sort of come on the show. And I'm happy that I can share the message to many people. And if any of the listeners want to reach out to me, then again, through through the podcast show notes, they've got all the information to contact me. Excellent. Well, until next time, thank you very much indeed. And